0: Welcome from Tiffin Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy this message. Good to be with you this morning as we come together to worship. I was telling Brother Delbert that uh, I've had a pretty interesting last two months. We, uh, I was approached back uh, two months ago, First Christian Church in Paris, pastor retired And they wanted to know, would I like to come and would I be available to preach in their church? And I said, well, I would be more than happy to come and to share in your worship service. But I said, there are some things that you do a little bit different than I'm accustomed to doing. And I said, uh, what we will do, if it's all right with you, I will let your folks go ahead and do uh, leading up to the invitation or to the message time and and different things like that and i said then when it comes time to share the word i said i will preach from the bible i will not change god's word and uh, will share from you what god is sharing with me if that will work for you it will work for me and they said well that will work for us that's what we want to what we want to hear and one of the ladies that uh is kind of in charge of one of their worship leaders uh, the Christian church, is uh, going with one of the members of, of our church. She had lost her husband. He had lost his wife about five or six years ago. And so they were going together, and she comes to, his, to, to our church, First Baptist Church of Paris. And then uh, sometimes uh, she, well, she will go back to her church, but sometimes she comes to ours. Brother Charles does not, has not went to her church. And uh, three weeks ago, when I was there, uh, Miss Annie got up and she began to welcome, to do the things of welcoming everybody to the worship service, and she said, in, in their church, and she says I want to welcome you to the First Baptist Church of Paris, and the people at the Christian church would not let her live that down. I said, that's okay, Miss Annie. I said, this is just a satellite off of First Baptist Church in uh, Paris. So, it's good to be able to go on to share God's Word and uh, not change His Word. Amen. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It'll always be the same. And as we think about this coming week, and as we think about leading up to this time, to the next Sunday, Easter Sunday morning, I'm thinking and I've thought for quite some time, about that time as Jesus was getting ready to enter into Jerusalem for the last week of his life. As he went into that garden, well, first of all, he told his disciples as they went into Jerusalem to find a place in the upper room. that He was going to have the last meal with them while he was here on this earth. And so he told them where to go and where to find the place to make ready for that last supper. He had fellowship with them. He he shared with them that his time here on this earth was coming to an end. They were getting very close. He was sharing with his disciples that this was the last time that he would eat with them here on this earth. He also shared with them that one of the disciples, one of the the people that were there with him that day, that evening there as they were eating and drinking the meal of the Last Supper. Jesus told them, He said, One of you is going to betray Me. And each one of them, as they were sitting there, would question themselves and said, Lord, is it I? And I think many times we need to to look at our lives and begin to wonder and begin to understand and begin to examine our hearts and our lives and see where we are in our relationship with the Lord. After they had the meal, Jesus and his disciples went out into the garden where Jesus had went many times to pray. When they came to the garden, Jesus entered into the garden and he took three of his disciples, his closest ones, with him. He told them to sit here and pray. And Jesus went on in a little farther. But he told his disciples, pray with me. Stay awake that you might not enter into temptation. Jesus went into the, the garden and he prayed and he came back. And he found the disciples that he had taken into the garden with him asleep. He woke them up and he said, What? Can't you stay awake for at least an hour and pray with me? And he said, Pray. As I go in again. We see that Jesus went back and prayed three more times. And when he finally finished, his prayers as he would pray, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. But if not your will, may your will be done. You see, Jesus was willing to do what his heavenly father had sent him here on this earth to do was to lay down his life on the cross that we might have eternal life. And then we see in the Scripture that as Jesus came back that fourth and final time, He heard the crowd coming up the hill. He told His disciples, Come, go with Me. And He met the crowd as they were coming. They didn't come to Him, but He went to them. He gave His life to them. They didn't take it. And as he saw Judas, he asked Judas, he said, Have you come to kiss me? Have you come to betray me? And we see that the disciples, as Jesus was sharing with them, as they came, one of the disciples took his sword cut off the ear of one of the soldiers. And Jesus reached down and picked up the ear and healed him, put it back. I'm not sure that I would have been able to have done that. But you see, He was the Son of God. who knew no sin. He knew why He had come to live here on this earth to be a witness, to be an example, and then one day to lay down His life on the cross. We see that Jesus was arrested. He was put on trial. He was mocked. He was beaten. He was spit upon. People were making fun of Him. But Jesus realized that this was the reason that he had come. This morning as we look in Luke chapter 23 and verses 32 and following we see the words say the other men, both criminals, were led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they were crucified they crucified him along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And the people stood and <clears throat> stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ, the chosen one, the soldiers also came up and mocked him, and they offered him wine vinegar For we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I will tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Will you pray with me? Our dear Heavenly Father, as we come together this morning, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you will be with our missionaries serving around the world today, wherever they might be. I pray that you will watch over and take care of them and keep them and their families safe. Many of them are serving in countries and in areas where their families don't even know exactly where they're at, but Lord, we know you do. And I just pray that you will take care of them and their families and supply whatever they might be needing at this time. We pray that you would be with our men and women serving in the armed forces. I pray that you watch over and protect them and their families. Keep them safe. I pray for those that are serving, that know you as our Lord and Savior, that they will have the strength and the courage to share their faith with those that they're serving with that do not know you, that they too might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, we just pray that you be with us together this morning as we worship. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. The last <clears throat> seven words of Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The last words of a person are interesting and important. They say a great deal about a person, about their faith, about their relationship with the Lord, if they have a relationship. You see, John Wesley's last words were, best of all, God is with us. Voltaire, the famous French infidel, who spent most of his life fighting Christianity and fighting Christ, his last dying breath was, I am abandoned by God. And man, I shall go to hell. R.G. Lee, the famous Baptist preacher said, I can see the other side and it's more beautiful than I ever thought it would be. I'm reminded of a man that lived down the road from us several years ago. Name was Mr. Hudson. Mr. Hudson didn't know how to write and didn't know how to read. He didn't know the Lord as his Lord and Savior. Mr. Hudson would come up to our house. He would come in and would visit a little bit. From time to time, I would share him with him about the Lord and what he needed to do to accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. Towards the end of, the, of his life, and before we moved away from that area, Mr. Hudson had told me, he said, I've never been inside that church there where you preach. He lived right in the area, right in the community, grew up there. But he said, I've never been inside a church. I've never been in that church. The last several months before we moved, Mr. Hudson would drive his truck up by the church. One morning I heard the door of the church open. Mr. Hudson come walking in. I'd got up, went out of the office to look to see who was there, and it was Mr. Hudson. I said, Come on in and sit down. He came in and he sat down and we began to talk some more about his relationship with the Lord. He listened. But then he would get up and he would leave. And he'd done he would do this about every day. And finally, right before we moved, Mr. Hudson came in and he sat down and he began to share and we began to share. and I shared with him one more time what he needed to do to accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. I said, Mr. Hudson, would you like to pray and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you and to be your Lord and Savior? And Mr. Hudson said, I can't do that. I said, Mr. Hudson, do you realize If you slip out into eternity without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, without praying and asking Him to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins and to be your Lord and Savior, I said, do you realize that you'll spend eternity in a devil's hell? This was the last words that I remember Mr. Hudson saying as he walked out that door. He said, well then, I guess I'll just have to die. And go to a devil's hell. We moved away and two or three years passed and I had heard that Mr. Hudson had died. As far as I know, Mr. Hudson is spending eternity in a devil's hell because he did not want to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You see, the last words of Jesus were important the last words of Christ were Father forgive them Or they know not what they do we see these words are forgiving words he was forgiving those that were mistreating him those that had beat him up those that had arrested him those that were making fun of him those that were nailing him to the cross he said Father forgive them They were assuring words because as he turned to them and as that one thief there on the cross he said, remember me. We see that Jesus said today you shall be with me in paradise. You see the last words of Jesus were caring words. He looked at those there in the crowd and he looked at his mother and he said, woman behold thy son. We see that they were th- suffering words. We see the human side of Jesus. He said, I thirst. And instead of giving Him a drink of water, they dipped a sponge in vinegar. And touched it to His lips. You see, they were agonizing words. He was saying as He was praying and He was... He looked up to heaven and He was saying to His heavenly Father, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? You see, His words were conquering words. As He took His last breath there on the cross, He said, It is finished. His last words were praying words. As He sang, Father, into Thy hands I command. My spirit. You see, His words were a prayer. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. These are the words of the the prayer that Jesus prayed on the cross. We must remember the setting of this prayer. He had just gone through the mockery of a trial. He had been condemned unjustly. He had been beaten by the soldiers. He had struggled and fallen while carrying the cross through the streets. He had been mocked. He had been spit upon. Can you imagine? Can you picture in your mind Jesus there carrying that big heavy wooden cross after being beaten almost to death? They laid that heavy cross upon His shoulders and made Him carry it out to the place to where they were going to nail him to the cross. You see, now he was at the place of crucifixion, where his body was stretched out on the wooden cross, nails driven through his hands. Several years ago I came across a reading or a song. I'm not going to sing this song. But there is a reading that goes along with it and probably all of you or many of you have heard the song. The words and the music were written by Lewis Haar and Jimmy Davis called The Three Nails. There's a story of long ago of a man who owned a little store he said, I was proud to have my name up over the door. It was some 2,000 years ago, as I recall, located in Jerusalem across from Pilate's Hall. I thought I had everything anyone would need, and folks would come from miles around regardless of their creed. The only thing I didn't think that I would ever sell was in a corner on a shelf, three old rusty spiked nails. And then one day a big Roman soldier came through the door. As he walked up to me, it seemed he shook the floor. I said, Can I help you, sir? With a voice I guess seemed frail. He looked at me with a sneering grin and said, I want to buy some big, big nails. Three old rusty spikes is all I have, he said to me. That will do. For the job I have, Three's enough. Now how much do I owe you? He put the money in my hand, and I was glad to make the sale. Then I wondered as I asked him, Sir, what can you do with just three nails? He said, Did you ever hear of a man called Jesus of Nazareth? You mean the one who goes about doing good, he said? Yes, that's the man. Well, today I intend intend to show the world that I am boss." For with these three old rusty spikes, I'm going to nail Jesus to the cross. I stood there almost numb. You'll never know how I felt. I said, please, sir, don't do that. As on my knees, I knelt. He just turned and walked away. And I got up and followed him. I said, please, sir, I'll buy them back. But he just looked at me and grinned. But in the distance I could see the howling crowd through the tears that filled my eyes. Away with Him! Crucify Him! I could hear their angry cries over the top of all the noise and the groans of agony. I could hear the sound of that hammer as that big Roman soldier nailed Jesus to the cross. And as we think about the suffering and the pain that Jesus was going through. Even through all of that, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. I don't know about you, but there are times, sometimes when people do things to me to hurt me. Our human side is we want to get even. We want to pay Him back. But you see, Jesus realized and he knew why he had come to earth. He came to earth to die on the cross, to shed his blood for your sins and for my sins and for the sins of the world. And he prayed, Father, forgive them. A prayer was the last thing you see. Those soldiers and those people around, standing around, expected to hear someone from the cross that was being crucified, that was not what they had expected to hear as they were gathered around that cross. You see, cursing was the normal response of the day. Prayer was not what they expected to hear for others and definitely not for the ones that were crucifying Him. You see, it was a prayer to His Father Because it was God who man was sinning against. My sins and your sins are against God. We see Jesus' prayer also was a pledge. Jesus made a pledge to, to God and mankind. You see, the pledge that He made that He would complete on the cross the sacrifice for our sins. I've often wondered and often thought what it must have been like to have been there in that crowd that day. To watch as Jesus had been beaten and to be there and to follow that crowd as He carried that cross out to the place of the skull, to where they were going to nail Him on the cross, I'm wondering where I would have been, or where I would be in that crowd. You see, as Jesus was making His way there, and as He was carrying the cross, He fell under the load of that cross. They took a man out of the crowd to carry Jesus' cross to the final place. Would I have been one of the ones that was yelling and was saying crucify Him? Would I have been one of the ones that were just walking along to see the excitement of the day? Or would I have possibly maybe been the one that the soldiers would have come and pulled me out of that crowd and said, you carry His cross the rest of the way. And I think there are times in my life and your life that God asked us to carry that cross. We should carry that cross Daily. Take the opportunity to share our faith with those that we come in touch with every day. You see, the people were standing around as Jesus made the pledge. The pledge, the people were saying, If you be the Son of God, come down from the cross. If you're truly the Son of God, come down from that cross. You can do it, you don't have to stay there. And Jesus realized that at any moment he could have take, come down off of that cross. He would have not even had to went to the garden. He would not even had to pray. He would not even had to been put on trial and been beaten. He could have left at any moment. But he realized that his true <clears throat> coming to the to the world, his real reason for coming to this world and to this earth was to to be the sacrifice for the sins of the world to one day lay down His life on that cross that we might have eternal life. You see, He could have come down, but He couldn't have been the Savior of the world because that was His purpose. Why He had come. He would have not fulfilled the will of God he prayed in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. Remember the angels as they spoke it to Joseph before his faith or before his birth of Christ? You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then you see that. Jesus' prayer was also a plea. The words, Father, forgive them, is not only a prayer and a pledge, but it's a plea. Forgive them. Who are the them? You see, they are the ones, they are the soldiers that nailed him to the cross and thrust the spear in his side. You see, they are the religious self-righteous Sadducees and the Pharisees who condemned him and stood mocking him. They are also the curiosity seekers who came to watch another man die. I don't know about you, but Sometimes I like to when I hear a siren I want to go see what's going on. Out of curiosity sometimes when something's going on and the crowd is going around and begin together, maybe a fight's going on. I remember when I was in high school and <clears throat> growing up that a fight would start. It was amazing to watch how many people would gather around to see what was going on out of curiosity. <clears throat> you see also the passersby who happened upon the scene, the friends who were gathering there. Remember the words of the old Negro spiritual Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there? The plea of Jesus was not only for those that were present, but for all men everywhere. This plea was for you and for me. Forgiveness is not automatic for any one of us because of what happened on Calvary 2,000 years ago. Forgiveness must be given, and it must be received. The plea of Jesus was for all men, everywhere. Have you ever been called of God, and God speak to you, and share with you that you need to share with someone? about their relationship with the Lord. You know that God is calling you there. You know that the real reason that Jesus came to earth, lived here on this earth to be an example, to be a sacrifice for our sins, was that we might have eternal life. What about it this morning? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Has there ever been a time in your life when you know for sure that you prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins and to be your Lord and Savior? As I think about that song, were you there? When they crucified my Lord. Have you come to the foot of the cross? I remember in closing a true story about a little boy that his family had moved into a new neighborhood. The little boy was out riding his bicycle through the, the streets and he had wandered a little bit too far. Didn't know where he was at. And the little boy began to cry. One of the people in that area saw the little boy crying and went over to him and he said, Son, why are you crying? What's wrong? How can I help you? And this is what the little boy told the person. He said, I'm lost. I can't find my way home. I don't know where where my house is, where my home is. The person asked the little boy, he said, well, what's your address? The little boy said, I don't know. We've just moved here, and I don't know what my address is. The person asked the little boy, well, do you know any of your neighbors? What are their names? The little boy said, I don't know what their names are. The person, one last thing, he finally thought, and he said, is there anything about your neighborhood that stands out that I can help you find your way home? And the little boy said, yes. There's one thing that stands out in my neighborhood. He said, down at the end of the block is a church. And there at that church, there is a cross on top of that church. And the little boy told the person that was asking the questions, he said, Told the man, he said, You take me to the cross and I can find my way home. Folks, isn't that what God is tell, asking us to do today? We need to come to the cross and we can find our way home. Take me to the cross and I can find my way home. Have you been to the cross? If not, why not this morning as Sandra comes and as we she plays and as we pray, if you need to come and pray, whatever it is that God may be leading you to do, I just pray that so I'm here sitting, waiting to pray with you, or if you just need to come and want to bow and pray silently, do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. So as we pray, listen to what God is sharing with you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time this morning as we come to this hour, this time of decision. Lord, whatever the need might be, it just may be that we just need to come to the foot of the cross this morning and renew our relationship with you. Ask you to remove anything in our lives that would keep us from being the person that you would have us to be. And Lord, if we've not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, I pray that this morning would be the time that we'd turn it all totally and completely over to you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. From Tiffin Baptist Church, thank you for listening to this sermon. Our Sunday service starts at 1045, and we'd love to have you join us.